0: Hello and welcome back to our Sunday seminar study on world views uh, as we look at the sin chart which was organized by Mark Sayers, the pastor of Red Church in Australia. Uh, Today we're going to wrap up the last two pieces of this and we'll be looking at the therapeutic and the nihilistic views. Um, We're partnering these together uh, because they fit well and they they fit well together uh, but they also are very opposite and you'll see what I mean as we get through it but... Uh, We'll be answering those same five questions as we have in the past couple weeks and then turn to answering them from the Christian's worldview lens. Uh, So first off, we're going to look at the therapeutic. And that first question is, what is the purpose of life? So according to the therapeutic, uh, it is to feel peace. Uh, We discussed that uh, by there being a concept of peace, that leads us to believe that there is also the opposite, which we would call war. Uh, This relationship is like, Uh, Rich to poor, good to evil, life to death. The peace that the therapeutic is looking for um, is more inwardly focused, or inwardly focused, though. Um, So we all have a battle within us, um, and the point is to find something that will grant you that inner peace. And the second question then is what is a sin to a therapeutic? And that is anything that causes mental or emotional harm. So if the point of a therapeutic is to find peace, then anything that conflicts with that uh, task is going to be a sin to them and then the third question asked, uh, what is the world and they would just respond that it's a dangerous place it's full of sharp and pointy objects um, that are just ready to take you down emotionally and mentally so what is the attitude towards faith uh, the therapeutic would say that faith is a good thing if it brings you personal peace if it works for you then do what brings you the most peace. But if it doesn't specify uh, it doesn't specify like a particular belief to align with, it just says whatever faith is good for you, make that brings you peace, then full steam ahead. And finally, it asks, what is the solution to all of this? Uh, and that would be to provide safety from mental and emotional harm. When we turn to the Christian worldview, like we said last week, it remains constant. So as we answer these questions, The Christian view, the Christian worldview doesn't change, but I'm going to attempt to um, put this through the lens of what a therapeutic uh, mindset would be in response to Christianity. So, um, Christianity always remains constant and never changes, uh, but the purpose of this is to um, take these therapeutic views and how do they compare to what the Christian view says. So, the purpose of life is to always glorify God. And then secondly, um, what is a sin? It's anything that uh, is in rebellion or against God. And when we get to what is the world then, the Christian would respond that the world is a good place and it's not to be feared. Uh, We can all agree that this world has its dangers and its issues, but for the Christian, there's nothing for us to fear. And we can look at Ephesians 6, verses 10-12, and it says... um, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So our battle is with isn't isn't with the world. It's with the spiritual powers that seek to destroy our souls, um, not us. Uh, physically because the world can do it at once to us physically uh but we know that our greater hope is um in eternity it's not here in this world but our souls are um our faith in christ is what gives us life and the christian response then uh of attitude to- of the attitude towards faith is that it's our only option for true peace the therapeutic the therapeutics says find your own peace uh but we know that the only true peace that is sustainable and lasting comes from God. So what do we do with that? What is our solution? We live for the glory of God. When we live for our own glory and our own efforts, we bring the stresses and anxieties onto ourselves because we can't uh, even we can't even live up to our own expectations. Uh so we're constantly changing and we're seeking different things, but when we see, when we seek to bring glory to God, his standards don't change. And we have a peace in him that only comes from him, from a saving relationship with him. So at this point, we're going to move towards nihilism because it segues segues well uh, in response that this world doesn't provide any real peace or comfort. And a nihilist's purpose of life is to feel nothing. They seek to become as non as possible to the world. Uh, And then when they ask, what what is the sin to nihilism? Uh, it's everything. Everything in the world is corrupt. Therefore, everything is a sin. So what is the world then in nihilism? It's a disaster. Mark Sayers discusses this in his podcast uh, on this, that the view is becoming more and more prevalent in the younger generation, the Gen Z. Uh, because if you think back in the past 15 to 20 years, uh, just you know, looking at recent history, what's been the overall attitude? It's negative. It's dark. There's no good news um, being published out there. Everything is extreme and breaking news, invasions, attacks, hatred, injustice, floods, um, every media platform out there, and it pumps it into our phones and our TVs, and so it's constantly in front of us. Uh, So uh, that worldview, that mentality is becoming more prevalent um, in the younger generation, but uh, that's where you'll see a lot of this kind of view in. So then what is our attitude towards faith? Well, it's just like the world is corrupt. It's a useless tool that is deceiving and brings people a false hope. Uh, faith doesn't do anything for anybody, according to the nihilist. Uh, so it's just as corrupt as anything else. And so the reaction or their solution to this is just to escape, to retreat from everything. And so this is a great way to end our discussion, right? Um, there's uh, our encouragement, uh, which does not come from nihilism at all. Well. But the good news is that uh, there is an answer to this, and that answer is far greater than every corrupted power this world can offer. So let's turn to answering those questions in the Christian view with the nihilistic lens um, on that as well. So the first two remain the same, uh, so we're not going to spend time on that. But when you get to asking what is um, what is the world looking through a Christian lens in response to nihilism, nihilism uh, we respond that, yes, the world is bad, but it's a perfect world that was created by God that has been distorted and corrupted by sin. So what God meant for good, man took and made it sinful, leading to the disaster and corruption that we see today. Uh, but it gets better, because when we look at what, what is faith then, we respond that faith is our freedom and our hope that we draw life from. While the nihilist approach is to associate everything be bad and corrupt, our life comes from faith. It's the freedom we have from this world as we look to a life that will uh, be that we will be glorified and that will be made perfect in heaven. So not by our own efforts, but we because we do have sin, but solely on the grace and the mercy that we receive we receive from God. So what is our solution? Uh, we're to push in closer to God and fellowship with the, in fellowship with the saints instead of escaping or retreating. We cling to God and we fellowship with those who are like us we have community and in second corinthians 4 verses 16 to 18 it says uh, so we do not lose heart though our outer self is wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal so yes, the world is corrupt, but it's temporary. Our present struggles and pains that we want to escape from are nothing compared to the eternal glory that we will receive in heaven. And our task isn't to withdraw and sit on our hands and wait for Jesus to come back. We're tasked to take the good news to the world. Uh, we're called to the Great Commission and the Great Commandment uh, to take the gospel into the world and to love God and love others. And these two things don't happen apart from each other. Uh, if we're sharing the gospel, it's because we love God and we love people enough to not want them to spend eternity separ- separated from God. Uh, and if we truly love people, then we're sharing the gospel with them. Even if they are already Christians, we all need a constant reminder of the gospel every day. So I hope you've enjoyed the study um, of some of the worldviews this month. It's obviously not a comprehensive study, as there's hundreds of worldviews out there and ways to look at life. But I hope that this gave you a framework on how to take a worldview and put it through the lens of the gospel. Uh, oftentimes we'll find ourselves in a secular ways of living and in these views. Um, I know I could put myself in these views in different ways at times, but we don't have to stay there. When we draw close to God, he'll reveal to us how should we turn back to uh, facing him rather than these, this world. Uh, so thank you all again for joining, and we'll look forward to joining you again uh, in our next study starting in January. Uh, so we hope you all take care, and we'll see you then.